Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right. Good morning, everybody. Welcome into Trust the Tape, episode 36,412. The best podcast there is, the best podcast there was, and perhaps the best podcast there ever will be. I'm Jeff Cavanaugh of 105.3 The Fan and DFW. Alongside my buddy, my co-host, and the greatest college football mind in the history of the planet, Dane Brugler. Good morning, Dane. Good morning. Looking forward to talking about uh, Corey Kluber going for 20 straight wins tonight. With that, you. That, not on the podcast. That's no, not that's no. not on the schedule at all. Oh. Uh, I'm actually about to open Facebook so I can Facebook Live this from our station account. So don't mind me. As I said, Actually, while I'm doing this... Uh, I have a topic for the podcast. Now we will review what happened in college football. Oh, we will plenty preview. to review. We will preview next week. Plenty to preview. We'll talk about the Heisman. We need to. We'll uh, maybe talk about some NFL rookies. It's all good. All sorts of stuff that we're going to do. But the first topic is my hat. I like to make things about me. I'm wearing an OU hat. My Sooners uh, took down Ohio State. My. My Sooners, we took down Ohio so you, State. You went to Oklahoma, right? No, no, no. Oh, no, no. My quarterback, Baker Mayfield, uh, took down Ohio State in the shoot. You grew great. up a big Sooners fan, though, huh? No, my parents actually, or my dad's family is actually from Norman, but that's not why I have the hat on. Uh, I've never had a college team. I actually grew up trolling OU because my dad's family was OU, so I just picked Texas. I was just like, hook them, and I didn't care. I didn't care about any school because I went to Abilene Christian. It's not real. I mean, right. it's real. But it's FCS, so I don't have an FBS school. So my girlfriend went to OU, um, and she bought me a hat, and she bought me a shirt, Hmm. and that was good enough for me. So I'm an OU fan now. Would you still be wearing that today if Ohio State won? Uh, yeah, I like free stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So so now it's Boomer sooner rest of the year. Yeah, yeah, it's Boomer Sooner. Unless okay. they screw up bad enough, then I'll quit on them. But no, for now, yeah, I'm Boomer Sooner. We did it. We pulled it off. Hey, there, there's no question that uh, Oklahoma, they outplayed, they outcoached uh, Ohio State. Columbus is not an easy place to go and play, but the youngin, uh, Lincoln Riley, his first road game as head coach, he, he made it look easy. He he. Thoroughly outcoached uh, Irma Meyer, Kevin Wilson, the Ohio State staff, and credit to uh, credit to everyone on that team. It, it, I think the most obvious difference between the two, Ohio State and Oklahoma, on Saturday night was the quarterback play. I mean, Baker Mayfield, uh, if he's not your Heisman favorite, he's top two at this point through two weeks. Still very early, obviously. But to uh, throw all over the Buckeyes, and really the final score... Should have been a lot worse. I mean, it's three three at halftime. They beat him down. OU wasted a lot of opportunities in the first half. They didn't in the second half. So, uh, you know, JT Barrett, he can't get anything going. I, I think it's it's way more than just JT Barrett. The play calling was abysmal. 
they did not establish the run with J.K. JK Dobbins, even though he's a beast. They didn't even really try is my no. problem. Like just Now this is, you know, watching the game, you felt how much better Oklahoma was on Saturday than Ohio State was. But when you actually look at the numbers of it, and you say, okay, Baker Mayfield, 27 of 35, 386 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Baker won the game. He did. He had no running back go for over four yards per carry. He lost Mark Andrews, who, to me, that I thought that was the biggest key to the game, was Baker Mayfield to Mark Andrews, the probably the most talented tight end in the nation. That connection would be tough for Ohio State to stop. Andrews went out in what, the second quarter with an injury, and it didn't slow down that offense at all. Yeah, and then you flip it like to JT Barrett in Ohio State, who you know I don't want to be right when I call it that a uh, that a college kid isn't that good. I don't want to be right because they're so young, Dane. I want everybody to be awesome. But with JT right. Barrett, watch him in Week One. I picked OU. I bet OU. If gambling's legal where you are, that I bet on OU on the money line. But but it was just based on quarterback because JT Barrett. It's like all of this. They're supposed to be going down the field all of a sudden. It's like, no, they're running the short crossing routes. The quarterback's trying to run. The best playmakers aren't getting the ball. And it happened again. What they did, let's see, JT Barrett, his stat line, 19-35, to 35, 183, and a pick, no touchdowns, 16 carries for running backs as opposed to 18 carries for JT Barrett, 35 pass attempts. They're putting it on JT Barrett. It's, that's Urban Meyer's offense. And he wants the offense to go through the quarterback. And Urban, Bad idea. No, it is. And Urban Meyer... He loves JT Barrett. We're not going to see a change of quarterback. Uh, you know, the first three-time team captain, whatever. You know, there's so much respect for JT Barrett that uh, he's he has a long leash here, even though I thought it was pretty obvious. I think everybody watching thought it was pretty obvious that the lack of quarterback play. Uh, and now, you know what? They're, they do have some talent on the roster at quarterback, some top recruits. They might not be ready. We don't know that. But uh, they have Army this week. And so I'll be shocked if we don't see Dwayne Haskins, uh, some of the other quarterback talent Ohio State has later in that game. Uh, you know, hopefully for Ohio State fans' sake, it's it's not close, and they see quarter they can see some of these other quarterbacks later on the I game. I think they can win this game, Dane. I, I think, think Ohio hey, State can win this game. Uh, Army's won, I think, five straight or something like that. I mean, they, they, they're they're not doing too bad. Stop it. No, Ohio Stop State's going to win this game, but I, th- ho- I just hopefully it's handily enough that you know we can see plenty of uh, some quarterbacks, some other quarterbacks in the second half. Okay, so my biggest takeaway from the OU Ohio State game over the weekend is not even a takeaway; it's more of a question for you, I guess. Yeah, uh, we talked about this yesterday on the air. Who's Baker Mayfield going to be in terms of an NFL prospect? Like Baker is what a little undersized. His arm is NFL caliber ish. I think it's average. And so much of his winning is, I think, what you would call outside of structure. Like he's extending a play, and he'll right. find a way to let a guy get open, and he'll rip it, or he'll win with athleticism. I, I, like, I don't know if he's a end-of-the-first-round quarterback or if he's a fourth-round quarterback to the NFL. Right. You know? I, like He can play, but is it Johnny? Is it Russell Wilson with a worse arm? Like Who is he? Yeah, he makes up for his lack of physical traits with his ability to play off-script, uh, those quick decisions, uses different arm angles, uh, and he can really deliver to each level of the field. Now, he doesn't have the same type of arm as Russell Wilson, and so I think we're going to see that comparison a lot. I, I don't like it just because the arm is so different. Uh, Russell's the, got a big one. He does. and uh, Arm. The, the comparison I like is Jeff Garcia. Um, you know, not an active player, obviously, but uh, just doesn't have those elite physical traits, but he's a competitor. He's mobile. Uh, he is a smart quarterback. He's not going to make the the big mistakes. That's really going to hurt your team. That fearless demeanor that he plays with uh, really 
translates to production. Uh, so he gives his targets a chance, and I think he can do that. I think that will translate. Now, he's not going to be for every team, every coach, but I think a scheme that's heavily influenced by West Coast principles would really benefit Baker Mayfield at the next level. I think he could flourish. Um, I, he's right there with Mason Rudolph, in my opinion, uh, as a candidate to be the first senior quarterback drafted, probably on day two somewhere, um, you know, second, third round. A lot will depend on... You know, he's going to go to the Senior Bowl. I mean, he'll at least be invited to the Senior Bowl. Go. How go, does, go, go. Absolutely. How does he do during those practices? How does he do with the NFL coaching staff? Uh, there's so much to like about make Baker Mayfield and the intangibles. How much will make up for the lack of the physical traits? Uh, I don't, you know, I don't think we're talking about first round here, but I think somewhere on day two, similar to Russell Wilson, uh, a team could take a chance on him as long as we see the same type of progression throughout this year and then into the pre-draft process. I moved him up half a round when he uh, planted the OU flag at the middle of the. But shoot. then you moved him back down when he apologized. Yes, I did. Well, that's not his fault. That's actually being coachable. Because I guarantee well, you what happened was Baker Mayfield spiked the flag, which, by the way, it didn't even go into the ground. It just fell it over. turf. Yeah. But still, he tried. He tried his best to put the plant the flag in Lack the Lack of arm of the strength. Yeah, that's yeah. tough. Shoulders. What are you uh, going to do? Didn't generate enough torque. But, uh, yeah, that apology stuff, like, that was a coach, like, hey, here's a script. Go apologize or whatever. But great job, man. It was. He's like, well, okay. I- like I, I don't I don't you know if this was Texas I get it big rivalry I mean obviously being Ohio State in their house it, it's a big win uh, but I don't it's know the biggest that win was kind of weird unless they win a conference title and go to a playoff like that's, a, that's no, the biggest hey, game of you, the year if you win you have the right to do basically whatever you want and if uh, somebody from Ohio State saw it somehow from in the locker room and came running down the tunnel WWE style and yeah. speared him <laughs> off a of midfield you're both heroes <laughs> everybody wins yeah. T.O. was a hero when he went to the star George Teague right we know George Teague's name because he met him there that's good the everybody only reason won. people know his name remember his did name did you know that he drives around George Teague to this day with 8 by 10s of himself in the car and he signs him the defender I probably would too. I worked at a Sprint store, and he walked in, and he just gave it to me. I looked him up, and I was like, oh, George Teague. I was like, nice to meet you, man. Enjoyed your career. And he was like, I'll be right back. And he just walked in with an 8x10, signed the That's defender. Great. That's great. <laughs> All right, next, uh, what what's the next game you want to go to? We could do USC-Stanford. We could do Auburn-Clemson. Where do you want to go? Yeah, let's do, uh, well, first of all, I think we need to touch on, you know, uh, we don't need to talk too much about this game, but TCU upsetting Arkansas. I don't know if it was an upset, but in uh, in Arkansas. In Arkansas place, got out SEC'd. They did. TCU beat them up. And so, I, you know, that's two big wins for the Big 12 right there. I think they, they poked their heads out of the conference basement for at least one week uh, with the big win over Ohio State. Uh, two big road wins, uh, Ohio State and Arkansas. So uh, good on the Big 12. Now we'll see if they can sustain it. Uh, you know, it's Clemson and Auburn, not the most exciting game. If you don't score a bunch of points, I check out on your game. So I was looking at other TVs. But hey, you know what? I think this week we saw the ACC get some revenge. It was Clemson beat, beat up on Auburn. Uh, story of that game was uh, the defensive line. Christian Wilkins, unstoppable at times. Uh, he just moves differently than most 310-pounders. I think him and Deron Payne at Alabama are the two most dominant interior defensive linemen uh, this year. Uh, both guys are beasts. Uh, and so we get a little bit of a treat this Saturday with uh, Lamar Jackson going up against that Clemson defense. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I mean, speaking of Lamar Jackson, another uh, ACC team that got, you know looked good, Lamar Jackson against North Carolina – I mean, I think we saw the good and the bad from him as a prospect. You know, obviously he's got that laser arm. 
He makes things happen with his legs. Multiple times where 100% of NFL quarterbacks are sacked, Lamar Jackson runs for a first down. He just He's a magician back there. But he also misses some throws he shouldn't miss. That's my one. So right now where I am with Lamar is I'm, I'm really happy that he's right now he's a 64% passer as opposed to 56 a year. And that 64 is a little deceiving. And that's fine. Yeah. But to me, the one weakness, like his down the middle of the field deep stuff, even the incompletions, like he's within a half yard of where you want the ball. He, he's he got that arm. My only problem is when it's outside the numbers and it's down the field a little bit, oh, God, it gets haywire. It's weird. It's it, uh, He just can't he can't, he can't deliver those throws, at least consistently. Uh, and but I man, think North I'm Carolina buying, game I'm, showed it. I'm buying that lottery ticket. If somebody sure. lets him get out of the top 10 or 15, and I'm I don't, buying I don't that lottery ticket. I mean, uh, look, it's it's so early, but at this at this track, at this the, this way he's headed, I, I think he's going to be a top 10 pick. Now, if the draft was tomorrow, we still have so much, uh, so many more uh, quarterbacks to watch. But I, Sam Darnold, to me, is still a top quarterback. He's the top guy I've evaluated. Lamar Jackson is probably number number two just because of all the the skill set that he brings, everything he can do. I still worry about if he can stay healthy. Uh, I know he put on some weight, about ten pounds this off season, but he's, well, he is not afraid to run into some contact. No, he's not, and that that worries me because I mean we saw Deshaun Kaiser over the weekend. Uh, you know, he wasn't afraid, and he's Deshaun a Deshaun Kaiser needs to let the ball go, and he's a big guy, and he took some hits. I, I mean quarterbacks in college going to the NFL it's just a little different. The speed's a little different. So, you know, Lamar Jackson, I think he can be a top 10 pick, no question about it. Uh, but there are some things that I think he needs to show between now and the end of the year that scouts really are, are going to want to see before they sign off on that top 10 grade. And this weekend's going to be a big test for him. Saturday night, uh, we'll talk about it a little bit later as we preview next weekend's games. But look, I... Nothing against Lamar Jackson. What he's done the first two weeks has been great. You always say that right before some sort of hater statement. Here, it well, comes. he hasn't played anybody. I mean, North Carolina's got terrible defense. They lost to Cal in week in week one. Uh, it does not, I, I mean, I've been impressed with Lamar Jackson because he's looked great. But if he does it against Clemson this weekend, that's when I'll be like, all right, this guy, he's, he's the about, favorite he's for the Heisman. To, he's about to, Dane. Well, it, Clemson. The front sevens this weekend that I watched, Clemson was probably one of the best. Uh, that defensive line, we talked about it. it it's outstanding. Uh, I, Lamar Jackson needs a little bit of help. That offensive line has been attracting all types of penalties. Uh, he lost a lot of his receivers from last year. Jalen Smith has stepped up this year, but he still needs some more help. Uh, so I, it's going to be a very good showdown uh, for Louisville. Okay, the USC-Stanford game is the next one I want to do because yep. I have two questions for the great Dane. Darnold bounced back. USC wins 42-24, to but in watching that game, the two guys on offense, other than Sam Darnold, that stand out, wide receiver Deontay Burnett for USC, 9 for 121 and two touchdowns, running back Ronald Jones, 116 yards and two touchdowns, tell me about them. Yeah, Deontay Burnett, he's very Robert Woods-ish, you know, he's not that burner athlete, uh, but soft hands, very good route runner, fine space and coverage. Uh, and the chemistry that Darnold and Burnett have is outstanding. Uh, that you can—it's pretty obvious. I mean, he Stephen Mitchell had a good game as well, but what Darnold and Burnett have uh, is is going to be something that USC relies on this year. Uh, Burnett's a junior; uh, he's you know one of the top five to seven receivers uh, potentially in next year's draft. Not the biggest guy, not the fastest guy, uh, but a very very good receiver. Uh, and then at running back, you know, we talked about, I mentioned this last week on the podcast, 
the top two running backs often, that's that's what's mentioned. Barkley being the top guy, at least in my opinion, and then Geis at number two at LSU. It, we need to talk about the top three. And Ronald Jones belongs in that conversation. Yes, he's only 200-ish pounds, but he's very got that Jamal Charles-like skill set to him. And I got a couple stats for you because I, I charted every play of that USC-Stanford game. And for Ronald Jones... You didn't have anything else going on? You charted that thing? Yeah. You didn't have anything on the grill? or At midnight, nothing on the grill. Okay. I, I watched Ohio State-Oklahoma game live, and then after that was over, I charted the USC-Stanford game. Jones, 116 yards on offense, uh, rushing. 53 of them came after initial contact. And this is a guy that's not known as a power back, but almost half of his yards came after that initial contact. This is against a Stanford physical defense. He had six carries on third down. Four of those resulted in first down. The other two, touchdowns. So this is a, a, a running back that they're not afraid to give to uh, short yardage uh, or situations where you know they need to pick up positive yards. Uh, the freshman, Carr, the other running back for USC, he looks like a stud. Uh, but Ronald Jones, uh, he's he's a guy that belongs in the conversation to be you know one of the top running backs this year. I, I really thought that Stanford would uh, run all over USC, but credit to uh, the Trojans, that offensive line, that offense, Darnold bounced back great. Uh, he, he Darnold looked great uh, down throwing down the field. Still has a few things he needs to work on. He threw two picks. Was not a perfect performance by any means, but uh, overall a, a great night for USC. What other games do you want to get into? Notre Dame lost to Georgia, and I don't think I like Brian Kelly. I think he's my least favorite coach. After I, listening to him post game and watching him trying to ruin Deshaun Kaiser, I'm out on Brian Kelly. So I'm glad he lost. I, I said this. I've said this many times that if my son was lucky enough to get a scholarship from Notre Dame. Uh, he would not be going there as long as Brian Kelly is the head coach. I don't know why anyone would want their son to play for a guy like that. But Did you know that he doesn't know that one point is a one-possession game? <laughs> did you hear the audio after? Yeah, I did. He's, uh, that was one point. That's not one possession. It's one point. Look, I, uh, I, I'm okay. a sore loser, too, and I, you know, I, I, I understand being upset after a close loss like that at home, but, I mean, come on. Just be a, be a respectful human being. Um, especially with the media, people trying to do their jobs. I thought it was a fair question. So, uh, But the Georgia-Notre Dame game, we talked about Clemson's defensive line and their front seven. Georgia's front seven, holy cow. I feel a lot better about my pick of Georgia winning the East and actually giving Alabama a game in the SEC title game uh, after watching Georgia Saturday night. Notre Dame's got a pretty good rushing attack. Brandon Wimbush uh, is a creative quarterback. Josh Adams at running back. And that Georgia front seven, uh, da- Davin Bellamy, Lorenzo Carter at, at edge rusher, uh, John Atkins at the nose guard, Ledbetter, uh, Trenton Thompson, I mean, that entire front, Roquan Smith, that entire front seven was outstanding for the Bulldogs. Uh, it really was a story of the game for me. Uh, Georgia, if they get any type of consistency from the quarterback position, uh, you know, Jake Fromm, the true freshman, Jacob Eason's going to come back at some point. Both are really talented. And then, of course, the running back duo of Chubb and Michelle, uh, both of them are going to be averaging at least 150 yards combined a uh, game this year. So uh, that's a, not a bad strategy to win in, in the SEC, at least this year. Uh, so Georgia, uh, there's a lot to like about the Bulldogs this year. Uh, excited what they do once we get an SEC play. So the only other two things that I noted that I have that we got to get in is uh, I feel like we have to track Darius Geis and Saquon Barkley every week. Yeah. So Penn State beats Pitt pretty handily. Barkley, 14 carries, 88 yards and a score, and he led the team in receiving. Four catches, 45 yards and a touchdown. Hey. Darius Geis at LSU, 15 for 102 and two scores. So the awesome running backs, well, they're awesome. Well, and 
uh, a reason we do this podcast on Tuesdays and not Sunday or Monday right after college football is just so you know we have time to catch up on some of the games. And so I charted the Penn State pit game too. And Barkley, I tell you what, that route that he ran on the touchdown grab, uh, just it was outstanding. The way he was able to wrap the linebacker down the seam and then curve his route just enough to get uh, the quarterback a clean window was was perfect. And then he, he took it the rest of the way for that touchdown. I will say this about Barkley. I think he's running back one in this draft. Uh, he's outstanding. I, I see a lot of LaDainian Tomlinson, which I do not say lightly. But what where he does need a lot of improvement is pass protection. See, I actually support running backs who don't do pass pro well. And my theory is if I don't do it well, you just have to send me out for a route and I'll catch the ball. <laughs> like, sorry, coach. Can't do it. Just... I'll go ahead and shoot out to the flats here. Throw me the rock. I'm well, not blocking. NFL GMs and coaches don't necessarily agree. But it, I just be good enough. It, just be super awesome. Look, not we'll get that, over it. Not that Barkley's going to not be drafted high. He will be. He'll, I think he'll be a top 10 pick. But uh, watching him against Pitt, look, he's super strong. He's athletic. He's quick. But his technique and pass pro is lacking big time. And that's really the big difference between, you know, I get a lot of questions about, is he better than Zeke as a prospect? And right now, that's the, the the biggest issue that is separating the two is Zeke was almost perfect except yeah. for oh, except yeah. for partying, except for some off field decisions. Yeah, it's almost. Would you ever spend a top ten pick on the running back? I mean, I do, so I do a radio show on the home of the Dallas Cowboys, and I was just talking to uh, Gavin, one of the hosts of the show, and watching Dalvin Cook last night. Mm. Like, if I can get him in the top ten of the second round, I'm never using a top ten pick on a running back. It's a fair argument, absolutely, because uh, you know it, it. It depends on your scheme, your personnel. I mean, look at the Cowboys uh, with taking Zeke at four overall. Uh, I mean, I I think I would agree with you because you can find running backs later on. Um, but the Zeke pick worked. But that's the if, thing. If you had just picked a early to mid round back in any of the last two or three years, can, and taken Jalen Ramsey, your team's probably better. I know it sounds crazy. Maybe Zeke's a huge part of their success. Maybe another good running back would be good too. It would be good, but would it be great? I mean, did the Cowboys go thirteen and three last year? Did the Cowboys, you know, this year they might be an eleven and five team, which could be the difference between the number two seed and the number five seed. I mean, you just don't know. I mean, he could Zeke could be the difference between seeding in the playoffs, getting to the playoffs. I I, I understand what you're saying, and I'm not even saying it was a bad pick. Like the pick right. worked. And I'm saying there's other the Cowboys, ways. There's other ways to get there at, no, at, at no running question. back, and it doesn't involve grabbing spares off the streets like Alfred Morris and Darren McFadden. Right. But if you really invest a resource, if you had somebody like Dalvin Cook, and then you pop a mid round pick on somebody like Tariq Cohen, your running backs are good. Right. And well, and okay, look at the Jaguars, where you know if you don't have a very good quarterback, but you're pretty talented elsewhere. You plug in a Leonard Fournette, you make opposing defenses try to handle him for four quarters. You know what? It kind of makes sense. And Leonard Fournette went over 100 yards on his debut. Uh, good chance he's going to be the leading offensive rookie of the year this year just because he's going to get so many opportunities. Well, in their case, I guess the second round pick didn't really work because they had to use a first because TJ Yeldon wasn't doing what they want Leonard Fournette right. to do. Right. So if, you, look, if, you, if you're going to bust on a running back in the top 10, that's going to hurt you big time. I mean, just ask the Browns and Trent Richardson. But if you are confident enough in taking the player like a Zeke, like a Fournette, it could pay off big time if your team is set up that way. All right, what do we move on to? Heisman uh, preview, other games? What do we got? A few other notes from this weekend. Uh, if you don't know, players, a player that I think people need to know, Darius Phillips, Western Michigan corner, had a 100-yard kickoff return against USC in the opener. Pro factory, Western and then, Michigan. 
Well, and they got a tackle, too, who could be a day two pick uh, in, in next April against Michigan State. So USC and Michigan State, two Power 5 programs. Uh, against Michigan State, he had himself a game. Western Michigan did not play well on offense. They scored 14 points. Darius Phillips scored both touchdowns. He had uh, he ripped a, the ball out of the quarterback's hands, returned it 67 yards for the touchdown. Uh, and then he in the fourth quarter, he had a hundred, another 100-yard kickoff return. He has 13 career touchdowns uh, in five different ways. This guy's a playmaker with the ball in his hands. He also had an interception uh, in the game against Michigan State. Uh, he's just a playmaker. Now, he's not the biggest guy, and that's going to be the biggest knock against him uh, when we get to draft time. But there's a lot to be excited about with Darius Phillips. Definitely got to keep on your radar. Uh, speaking of return touchdowns, Dante Pettis, who to me entered the year as wide receiver one among the senior class uh, prospects. He broke Deshaun records, uh, Deshaun Jackson's record for punt return touchdowns in the Pac-12. Mm. Uh, so he's a guy, again, you don't think of him as, he's not Deshaun Jackson-like in terms of athleticism, but his vision, uh, he's still a very good athlete. Uh, you know, He still has plenty of time this year to tie the NCAA mark. Uh, I, I don't know why teams would punt to him, uh, uh, give him a, a shot to do so, but uh, he has plenty of games left on the schedule to do it. Uh, let's do Heisman. Top three. Yep. Only three. You only okay. get three. Don't try to cheat it. I would go number three with no disrespect to Sam Darnold, but the numbers aren't there yet. No disrespect to Josh Rosen, but the numbers aren't there yet. I'm going to go Saquon mm-hmm. Barkley as number three, even though he hasn't really gotten fed yet. The numbers are still good, and they're going to get better. Uh, by, by the way, he's returning kicks. Saquon is. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I, I, I that's that's good and all, but You're trying to win the conference, Dane. I guess we're not paying the players. What do we care about their health? <laughs> we're going to wear them out. They don't care. They never have. It's a terrible institution. Uh, number two, I'm going to go Baker Mayfield. God, his numbers on the season are incredible. Over 700 yards, six touchdowns, no picks, completion percentage of 83.6. Is that good? <laughs> and at number one, I'm going Lamar Jackson. Over 750 passing yards, five touchdowns, no picks. Over 235 rushing yards, three touchdowns, six yards per carry. The dude's carrying him. To your point, the Clemson game can move him a lot. But for now, I think Lamar is on top of the mountain. I, I would have the same top three, uh, except I'm switching one and two. Uh, you know, Lamar Jackson could change that this Saturday. Ohio State win sure does help. Well, that's the thing. Baker. Right, and that's... Uh, Quality of competition uh, for Mayfield to do that on the road against uh, Ohio State did not look like a top five team at all, but Ohio State still has plenty of dudes out there. All 11 players on that defense will play in the NFL. I promise you that. So there's plenty of talent that he went up against and still uh, was able to be very productive. So I give Baker uh, Baker Mayfield the number one spot, Lamar Jackson number two, uh, and Barkley at three. But again, if Jackson goes against Clemson this weekend and has a productive game against that defensive line, stays healthy, uh, and even if Louisville, kind of like last year, they don't pull out the win, but uh, it's close, and Lamar Jackson basically does everything he can, he could still vault up to that number one spot. So. Random NFL rookie shout-outs. Shout-out to Dalvin Cook running the ball for the Minnesota Vikings. He looked good. And shout-out to T.J. Watt. Two sacks, a pick, uh, one push-pull on a... Joe Thomas. On a Hall of Famer, Joe Thomas. Yeah. T.J. Watt's a good football player. Had an interception. That, I mean, Deshaun Kaiser should not have thrown that ball. I mean, it was it was a bad interception. But, hey, look, credit to the player for high-pointing the ball and uh, picking it off. I mean, Deshaun Kaiser... Speaking of rookies, uh, had a, a solid debut. Uh, he absolutely needs to improve that internal clock, get rid of the ball. Took way too many hits, way too many sacks. But for his first career game, 
in the NFL against a, a team that I think most people think will be playing in the AFC Championship game, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, if not the Super Bowl, I, I thought he fared pretty well. Preview. We got another week to preview. We do. Tell me about the good games. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I haven't looked at the schedule at all, and I don't have the internet. Well, so you just tell me, and I'll get excited. The big one, obviously, is one we've been talking about. Clemson going to Louisville. It's an ABC game Saturday night. Uh, you know, last year Louisville they came so close to upsetting Clemson, just fell short. How good is how good is Clemson's defense? Like they had, they lose a the lot. Last two secondary. years they've had a lot to replace. Yeah, in the secondary there are a lot of new bodies. The front seven's legit. Uh, I, I mentioned uh, the, the bodies they have up there. Uh, they have several first round picks up there, so it's going to be tough for that offensive line and Lamar Jackson. It's Lamar Jackson is going to have to do a lot on his own. Uh, it's going to be almost unfair what he's going to have to do for Louisville Where to is the win. Ga- where's the game? Louisville. Okay, I believe in Lamb Lamb. We're going to pull this off. This is how we're going to win the back-to-back Heisman. We're going to beat teams that teams uh, that people don't think we're going to beat. Well, I, if he's going to win it, he's going to have to. Uh, he's going to need a big game against this Clemson defense, no question. Um, also, Saturday night, Texas at USC. I, I, you know, Fox is trying to hype this up as the rematch of you know one of the greatest national title games ever. But I don't know. USC, I think, is just gonna uh, have their way with Texas. I, if Maryland can score fifty plus against that Texas defense uh, in Austin, then this is games in LA. I think Sam Darnold, Ronald Jones, Deontay Burnett, uh, Stephen Carr, uh, Stephen Mitchell, the rest of uh, USC offense, they should score pretty handedly. Just took Tom Herman a second to get this thing rolling. You know, I think they'll channel their inner Vince Youngs and uh, Ramont's Taylors <laughs> and whoever else was on that team. Was that a Michael Huff? Was there a Michael Huff at safety think, in that yeah. game? Yeah, you just got to have people step up, Dane. No problem. Uh, they might have a quarterback issue, too. Uh, you know, Is is, is Bouchelle still hurt, or are they just thinking about not letting well, him play? That's the thing. I, he might not be 100%, and even, even if he is, Herman's kind of said, you know, he needs it, the, the job is not automatically his. So we'll see how this does it, goes. Does that mean that you can't just fire a coach and magically get better? Charlie Strong got fired. I thought everything was fixed. Yes, the, huh. the pixie dust. Yeah. Weird. What are you going to do? What a weird uh, thing. Saturday night, we have LSU at Mississippi State on ESPN. Arden Key makes his return for LSU. Oh, he's uh, fun. We haven't seen him since last year. He had that shoulder issue in the spring. That's really stretched out. Uh, you know, the biggest issue with him is he's not, not the biggest guy. He's very lean, very lean and long, but it, it, does he have the functional strength? The matchup uh, in the trenches. This is going to be a, a very good test for him coming back. Mich- Mississippi State has a left tackle who has a chance to be a top 100 pick, uh, Rankin. Uh, and Nick Fitzgerald from Mississippi State is one of the, I think, one of the better kept secrets in college football. Uh, doesn't necessarily get the love that he should, but a very talented quarterback who uh, has the talent to uh, pull the upset against LSU. The game uh, is in Starkville, so uh, you know those cowbells will be going. Uh, I don't think this is a. I think this will be an interesting game. We're going to learn about both teams. You uh, keeping an eye on my long-haired quarterback hero over the weekend, Will Greer? Another good game, huh? I, oh, yeah. I, I didn't know anything about him coming into this year. I've just watched him play. The dude what? can play. That's we, an NFL quarterback, man. Yeah, we, we talked about him before the season started. Uh, he was six and zero at Florida as a starter. Goes to West Virginia. You know, we haven't seen a lot of them. It's small sample size, but uh, you know, so far in two weeks, he, he's looked good. I, I think he'll continue to get better. Not. Again, not a guy that screams the physical traits, not the biggest, the arms okay, 
but uh, he's very smart. He's got that that competitive demeanor that lets him win games. Uh, We got Tennessee at Florida. That's the SEC game of the week on CBS. Uh, Two SEC East teams that are trying to, uh, you know, Tennessee pulled the upset last year against Florida. We'll see what they do this year. UCLA at Memphis. It's a decent noon game. Uh, Josh Rosen, Riley Ferguson, a pair of quarterbacks worth watching. Notre Dame at Boston College, 3.30 on ESPN. Let's go, BC! If you haven't checked out Harold Landry yet, this is a, a great opportunity to do so. He's in that Vic Beasley mold as a pass rusher, a little undersized, but man, can he bend. And he's going to be going up against a, a Notre Dame uh, offensive line that had some struggles against the uh, Georgia front seven. The left side of that line is supposed to be really good, isn't it? It is. It, it, there's no question. It's good. I mean, Quentin Nelsey at guard, uh, they're better uh, run blockers in pass, in, than in pass protection. Uh, there are a couple times where McGlinchey at left tackle just got worked by Davin Bellamy and Lorenzo Carter. Uh, so this is a big bounce back game for Mike McGlinchey. How does he fare against Landry, one of the best in the nation? And then final game, I'll mention SMU at TCU. The Horn Frogs should win this uh, in the battle of DFW, but tune in to see Cortland Sutton, uh, one of the, the wideout for SMU, one of the best players uh, in the country, could be uh, the top wide receiver in next year's draft. All right, we good here? I think we're good here. I think we're good here. All right, Trust the Tape, episode 46,013,127 is in the books. Go Tribe. We will talk to you next. It's not about your baseball team. We'll talk to you next week, Boomer Sooner, as of today. It's not about your fake favorite team. I'll keep you updated next week if I'm still a Sooner, Boomer, and stuff. Hook them. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.